0: This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team.
1: Good evening, everyone. For this Wednesday, April 28, 2021, I'm Michaela Wheeler.
0: And I'm Zane Townsend. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, a judge in North Carolina denies a request to view police body cam footage. All in your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Bradley Wells will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Jaden Taylor will be in with the FM 80 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 79 degrees.
1: And now on to our top story. A law enforcement official tells the Associated Press that federal investigators have executed search warrants at Rudy Gualini's Manhattan residence and office. The former New York City mayor has been under investigation for several years over his business dealings in Ukraine. Details of the reasons for today's searches were not immediately available. The officials who confirmed the execution of the search warrants did not have approval to speak publicly about an ongoing investigation and spoke to the AP on condition of anonymity. Giuliani accused federal authorities of a "quote corrupt double standard" unquote in a statement released through his lawyer.
0: A judge has denied requests to release body camera video in the case of a black man who was killed by North Carolina deputies. The, excuse me. The decision came today, shortly after a North Carolina prosecutor said that Andrew Brown Jr. had hit law enforcement officers with his car before they opened fire. District Attorney Andrew Womble told a judge at the hearing that he viewed body camera video and disagreed with a characterization by attorneys for Brown's family that his car was stationary when the shooting started. Womble said the video shows that Brown's car made contact with law enforcement twice before shots could be heard on video.
1: Police in Alameda, Florida, are under fire over the death of a Hispanic man who was pinned to the ground for more than five minutes and an arrest that unfolded the same day a jury in Minneapolis began deliberating on the George Floyd case. Autopsy findings on the cause of death have not been released, but the family of 26-year-old Mario Gonzalez blames police, accusing them of using excessive force. Authorities are investigating, and the city says it is, quote, committed to full transparency and accountability, unquote.
0: A wary Supreme Court has weighed whether public schools can discipline students for things they say off campus. The justices today worried about overly restricted speech on the one hand and leaving educators powerless to deal with bullying on the other. They struggled to fit the need to protect students' political and religious expression with the ability of schools to get get at disruptive, even potentially dangerous speech that occurs outside the school setting. The court tested out possible outcomes in the case of a 14-year-old cheerleader's profanity-laced social media rant, which Justice Brett Kavanaugh described as her blowing off steam just like, quote, billions of kids, unquote, do. Kavanaugh is one of several justices who have children in high school or recently did.
1: Apollo 11 astronaut Michael Collins has died at age 90. He orbited the moon alone while Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin made their historic first steps on the moon in 1969. Collins' family said in a statement that the astronaut died today from cancer. While Collins traveled some 238,000 miles to the moon and came within 69 miles, he never set foot on the surface. Collins spent the eight-day mission piloting the command module Columbia, while Armstrong and Aldrin descended to the moon's surface in the lunar lander Eagle. Collins remained alone for nearly 28 hours.
0: Coming up, Marshall University president announces he is stepping down. That and more news from across the Tri-State when New Center 88 returns right after this.
2: Hi, I'm Mia Hamm. As a professional soccer player, I know how rewarding sports can be and how quickly injuries happen. So I've teamed up with the American Association of Orthodontists to ask athletes to play it safe. With my years of training, I know what it takes to become an expert, and orthodontists do too. They're the experts who help people obtain healthy, beautiful smiles. Wear mouthguards, face masks, and helmets to prevent injuries. Keep smiling, and visit braces.org.
0: The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage.
2: Welcome
3: back to Raleigh, North Carolina, here high atop Carter-Finley Stadium. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome inside Memorial Coliseum in Lexington, Kentucky. The Thundering Herd will be taking on the number 22 team in the country here in the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. Inside Valley City Arena at Jerome Schottenstein Center. The
0: Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.
3: I, I can't make it. Luke. Luke. Is that you? You must go to the Marshall system. There you shall seek out WMUL FM and be trained in the ways of news, sports, and the widest variety of music in the tri state. But how, Ben? Use the force loop. Let it guide you to 88.1 on the dial. And remember, WMUL's force will always be with you.
1: Welcome back to New Center 88. But a best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Michaela Wheeler.
0: And I'm Zane Townsend. Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginter sent a letter today to the Department of Justice asking for an investigation to the city's police department following a spate of police killings of black people. The Democratic mayor said that while the city is committed to reform and has already established a number of significant changes in the past few years, it is not enough. The Justice Department recently announced it is opening probes into policing in Louisville, Kentucky, over the March 2020 death of Breonna Taylor and in Minneapolis following last year's death of George Floyd. Meanwhile, an attorney representing the family of Makia Bryan has called for full investigations into the teen's fatal shooting by a Columbus police officer.
1: Marshall University President Jerome Gilbert says he is stepping down next year. Gilbert made the announcement today citing a variety of personal and professional reasons. He says he won't seek an extension when his contract expires in July of 2022. He says he wants to give the Board of Governors ample time to search for the next president. Gilbert was named Marshall's president in January 2016. A Mississippi native with a background in biomedical engineering, Gilbert was previously provost and executive vice president of Mississippi State University. Under Gilbert, Marshall has increased its national profile and research funding. He has also overseen the addition of several new academic offerings.
0: The Associated Press reports a Kentucky school superintendent has been placed on administrative leave following a lawsuit that accuses him of sexual harassment. The Associated Press reports the Spencer County School Board voted 4-0 Monday to place Superintendent Chuck Adams on paid leave as it investigates allegations a teacher made in the lawsuit. Adams declined to comment on the allegations and told the Associated Press in a message that the board's decision, quote, is simply protocol in situations such as this, unquote. Attorney Thomas Clay filed the lawsuit last week on behalf of the teacher. It cites multiple examples of alleged harassment, says the teacher complained to superiors, but, not, but did not get any relief.
1: West Virginia will receive $393,100 from the federal government to detect the spread of hepatitis. The funding comes as the state deals with one of the nation's highest spikes in HIV cases related to intravenous drug use. Nearly $78,700 of the total funding is devoted to infectious diseases stemming from opioid use. The state has had the nation's highest rate of opioid drug addictions and drug overdose deaths. The state's U.S. senators announced the funding from the Department of Health and Human Services yesterday.
0: The grandmother of a two-year-old girl who was beaten and starved to death is asking the Ohio Supreme Court to revive her lawsuit against three caseworkers who oversaw the girl's care. Authorities say the child, Glenara Bates, was beaten and had belt and bite marks when she died in 2015. Her father was sentenced to death, but his conviction and sentence were later reversed. In her lawsuit, Glenara's grandmother, Desena Bradley, alleges the girl's caseworkers missed obvious signs of abuse. Lower courts said the caseworkers are immune from such lawsuits unless they were found to have acted recklessly. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments today, though a decision is not expected for months.
1: Coming up next, federal government is set to pay $44 million in settlement claims. That and more news from around the nation when news Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Is shot. My legs feel like lead.
3: Every muscle in my body is screaming.
2: So why does everyone think the problem is in my head? Chronic fatigue syndrome can be as isolating as it is debilitating. Visit www.cdc.gov/cfs for the latest information on diagnosis and management. cdc.gov/cfs. Get informed, get diagnosed, get help. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, CDC.
1: Ah, my darling, I love the tango. And I love you more than the sunrise on a clear summer day. More than the colors of the rainbow. More than the, how do you say, American football.
3: Do you love me more than the WMUL?
0: Are you crazy, woman? I mean, alas, it is not so. For the WMUL is, how do you say, ah, yes, two X.
1: Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Michaela Wheeler.
0: And I'm Zane Townsend. Major US stock indexes ended slightly lower on Wall Street after the Federal Reserve left its key interest rate unchanged near 0, even as it noted recent improvement in the economy. The S&P 500 ended down just 0.1% after some ear- earlier gains evaporated. Investors were also dealing with a wave of earnings reports from major U.S. companies and looking ahead to an evening speech from President Joe Biden to lay out his $1.8 trillion spending plan. Google's parent company rose 3% after the online giant reported that its profit more than doubled as digital advertising soared. Bond yields held steady.
1: One of the world's most honored musical producers and engineers has died. 20-time Grammy winner Al Schmidt, who worked with everyone from Sam Cooke to Steely Dan to Frank Sinatra, was 91. His family says he died Monday in California. Schmidt worked on more than 150 gold records in a wide range of styles. Schmidt engineered such classic records as Cook's Another Saturday Night and George Benson's live cover of On Broadway. He produced Jefferson Airplane's Volunteers album and Ray Charles's Genius Loves Company, winner of five Grammys in 2005. He also worked on albums by Bob Dylan and Paul McCartney.
0: The federal government will pay nearly $44 million to settle claims made 16 years ago that discriminated against hundreds of older workers by outsourcing their jobs to the private sector. The Federal Aviation Administration employees lost out on government pensions that they expected to receive. Lawyers for more than 700 former FAA employees say the agency outsourced their work to get rid of a group of workers who would soon be eligible to retire. The workers' lawyer says he hopes the price tag will convince other employees to be careful not to discriminate against older workers when making decisions like layoffs.
1: Eight people killed in a mass shooting at a FedEx warehouse will be remembered Saturday during a public ceremony hosted at Lucas Oil Stadium in downtown Indianapolis. The event is planned two weeks after a former FedEx employee fatally shot the eight people, including four members of Indianapolis's Sikh community. Ranjan Preet Kerr, a spokesperson for the Sikh coalition, said that while the Sikh community is hosting the event, their hope is that Hoosiers from across the state will join to support the affected families. The free event is scheduled from 1 to 4 p.m. Saturday. Those planning to attend must arrive before 1 p.m. Seating is first come, first serve. Temperatures will be checked upon arrival at the stadium. Masks and social distancing will be required.
0: The Minnesota Supreme Court has handed a victory to environmentalists in a long-running battle over the proposed polymet copper nickel mine in northeastern Minnesota. The justices today affirmed a lower court's decision to reverse the critical permit to mine for the $1 billion project and ordered further proceedings. The court says the State Department of Natural Resources should have set a fixed time period for the permit to mine. The court also ordered the DNR to conduct a trial-like proceeding known as a, quote, contested case hearing, unquote, to gather more evidence on whether the planned bentonite clay lining for the mine's waste basin would keep pollution contained.
1: Coming up next, a presidential address to a Congress with significant changes. Your daily political update when NewsCenter 88 returns right after this. Ever notice when you have a baby, everyone seems to give you advice? From your mother-in-law, to your own parents, to your friends. But when it comes to the important stuff, like immunizations and protecting my baby's health, I trust my baby's doctor. She really listens to my questions about shots, gives me great information, and she works with me to make sure my baby gets protected. And that's something even my mother-in-law can
2: agree with. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
3: You did it! You won! Congratulations! You solved all ten briefcases without hitting a whammy! That means you've won the grand prize. Tell them about it, Rod!
0: It's a brand new radio station from Marshall University. The WMUL 88.1 contains the best music library, news coverage, award-winning sports, and impeccable talent. It's the WMUL 88.1, The Cutting Edge!
1: Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler.
0: And I'm Zane Townsend. The Biden administration is weighing a near wholesale rollback of some of the most stringent Trump era sanctions imposed on Iran in a bid to get the Islamic Republic to return to compliance with a landmark 2015 nuclear accord. That is according to current and former U.S. officials and people familiar with indirect negotiations now taking place in Vienna on how to revive the struggling accord. American officials have refused to discuss which specific sanctions are under consideration for removal. They have also repeatedly accused the Trump administration of trying to tie their hands by hitting Iran with new sanctions after withdrawing from the nuclear deal. It is those sanctions, ostensibly imposed for terrorism reasons, that are on the block.
1: The Federal Reserve is keeping its ultra low interest rate policies in place. A sign that it wants to see more evidence of a strengthening economic recovery before it would consider easing its support. The Fed says the economy and the job market have, quote, strengthened, unquote. And while inflation has risen, Fed policymakers ascribe the increase to temporary factors. The Fed left its benchmark short-term rate near zero to help keep loan rates down to encourage borrowing and spending. It also said in a statement after its latest policy meeting that it would keep buying $120 billion in bonds each month to try to keep longer-term borrowing rates low.
0: The most striking part of President Joe Biden's address to Congress may be the absence of most co- members of Congress. Invitations to tonight's speech are slim, thanks to coronavirus restrictions. Fewer lawmakers than usual will attend, and security remains tight at the Capitol months after the insurrection. Yet even out of sight, it is very House and Senate lawmakers who will determine whether Biden's sweeping $4 trillion proposals to invest in America and revive the role of government will come to pass. Congress will make or break the Biden agenda.
1: Social media companies are facing the wrath of Florida lawmakers who are poised to soon send legislation to Governor Ron DeSantis that could punish online platforms for perceived slights against conservatives. It was another key legislative victory for the Republican governor who urged lawmakers to deliver the legislation as part of a campaign to rein in big tech and how they collect and use consumer information and in how social media platforms treat their users. DeSantis is supporting hefty financial penalties against social media platforms that suspend the accounts of political candidates. The bill approved by the House would fine companies up to $250,000 a day for doing so.
0: Prosecutors have added charges against three of six people accused of plotting to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Adam Fox, Barry Croft Jr., and Daniel Harris are charged with conspiring to use a weapon of mass destruction. It is related to a discussion to blow up a bridge near Whitmer's second home in northern Michigan to hinder police. The role of the bridge in the alleged plot was disclosed by authorities months ago. The FBI said it broke up a plot to kidnap Whitmer. Whitmer by anti-government extremists upset over coronavirus restrictions she had imposed in Michigan. A separate group has been charged in state court with aiding them.
1: And coming up, Bradley Wells will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Jaden Taylor will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
0: worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage.
3: Welcome back to Doit Perry Stadium in Bowling Green, Ohio, a stone's throw from I-75. Back inside the KFC Young Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And welcome back inside the MAC
0: Center here in Kent, Ohio. Marshall Women's Basketball preparing to take on the Golden Flashes. From
3: Millet Hall in Oxford, Ohio,
0: the campus of Miami University. Here atop Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in the Emerald City, Greenville, North Carolina.
3: WMUL FM Huntington.
1: Don't think a penny buys much? Depends on how much you value safety. One way to check tire safety is by placing a penny upside down in the tread. If you can see the top of Lincoln's head, you need to replace your tires. We can help you travel more safely with a five-minute monthly tire check. To learn more, visit our website at www.nhtsa.gov. Tire safety. Everything rides on it.
0: My brothers, we gather here today for one true and all-holy purpose, the summoning of the great being.
1: Give away your essence freely, brothers. Now, arise, arise. Yes, it's WMUL 88.1 FM, the greatest source of music, news, and sports the world has ever known.
2: We are in debt to you. I'm Bradley Wells. It is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. You may have noticed a bit more humidity in the air around campus today, and even some more clouds. That's all a precursor to our next weather maker coming in this evening. Even with the extra cloud cover, we still managed to make it to the 80 degree mark for a high. We'll see things take a turn for the worse, however, as thunderstorms are expected. Scattered thunderstorms will make make this evening an energetic one for some across the area with the rest seeing more decent showers. The scattered nature of these storms will keep rain totals near a tenth of an inch with higher amounts for those that see a thunderstorm. Overnight lows hanging on to the 60 degree mark. Thursday, we'll see the rainy conditions continue with a better chance of widespread rain and thunderstorms for campus. With with new rain amounts over a quarter of an inch, some street ponding and poor drainage areas could see some flooding issues. Be mindful while driving around campus on Thursday. As the cold front approaches Thursday night, we'll see showers and thunderstorms continue with some storms becoming gusty with winds as high as 30 miles per hour. The cold front will make its way through in the overnight hours, bringing overnight lows down to 50 degrees. Friday will start Mostly cloudy with a few stray sprinkles in the morning, but we clear up nicely for the afternoon. We'll see mostly clear skies and afternoon highs back to normal in the mid 60s. The dry and clear and cool trend will carry us all the way through graduation weekend. Commencement day Saturday will start cool for our graduates at 7 a.m. temps in the mid 40s, but we'll quickly warm up with sou- light southwest winds and su- uh, sunny skies to an afternoon high of 68. Considering the weather we've had or we will have for the next two days, we couldn't have asked for a better forecast for this year's graduates. Our congratulations go out to the class of twenty twenty one. As we count on the arrival of thunderstorms tonight, it is not out of the ordinary for April at for April as today's weather and history will show, it was back on this day in nineteen ninety when a string of severe storms rocked the southeast US, a total of four tornadoes, with one causing injury to four people in Inman, South Carolina. Along with tornadoes, hundreds of reports of large hail and damaging winds rang in across the area. In fact, in Saddlers Creek, South Carolina, strong storms or strong winds uh, injured four people as a result of the April Fury. The damaging April weather was due in part to record heat for the month, with areas seeing temps in the upper 80s and low 90s in the days leading up to the severe weather outbreak. At least for us, the April severe weather risk will stay out to our west, giving us some just typical spring thunderstorms and showers. Currently outside the WMEL studios, it is a cloudy and muggy 79 degrees. That is your Metro Huntington weather forecast for the new Center 88 team. I am Bradley Wells.
1: Thanks, Bradley. Now Jaden Taylor joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report.
3: Thanks, Michaela. Marshall Men's Golf improved its team score by 13 strokes in the second round of the Conference USA Championships on Tuesday, hosted at the Tex-Akarana Country Club. The Thundering herd saw its team score drop from 3.08 on Monday to 2.95 on Tuesday, and the team sits in 13th place. The third and final round of stroke play tees off at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. Marshall's players begin at 9.58 a.m., 950 8, 950 8 a.m. Eastern, 8.58 a.m. Central on the back nine. Live scoring is provided by Golfstat.com. Due to the chance of inclement weather on Thursday, Match play for the semifinals will begin 30 minutes after the conclusion of the final round of stroke play. The Marshall track and field team completed the Charlotte Invitational on a rainy Saturday at the Irwin Belk Track and Field Center. The inclement weather conditions impacted and slowed down all event areas. The 400 meter relay was canceled at the end of the meet. Marshall picked up one win Saturday with Ashante Warner taking first in the 400 meter hurdles with a winning time of 60.99 seconds. Micah Alain <laughs> followed her in second with 61.45. Alain's time was a personal record and is the fifth fastest PR in school history. In the disgust, Rebecca Merritt finished second with 4.25 meters or 132 feet per second and Brooke Burns with thirty nine point three thirty four meters took third. The Carolina Panthers have traded quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to the Denver Broncos for a sixth-round pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Panthers will pay $7 million to Bridgewater, and the Broncos will pay him $3 million. Qu- quote, acquiring Teddy Bridgewater adds competition, experience, and a strong veteran presence to our quarterback room. End quote, Broncos general manager George Patton said in a statement. Quote, he's a talented player and leader who has ex- who's had success in this league in a number of different situations. End quote. The trade will not take the Broncos, who will have the number nine overall pick out of the market for a quarterback in Thursday's draft, a source told ESPN uh, Adam Schefter. Wide receiver Antonio Brown is re-signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a one-year contract, his agent told the NFL Network on Wednesday. Brown's deal could be worth up to $6.25 million, his agent said. He is guaranteed $3.1 million, including a $2 million signing bonus. To make the needed cap room to sign, Brown the Buccaneers and tight end Cameron Bray have agreed to a restructured deal that clears $4.69 million in cap space for 2021. Bright's salary for next season dropped to 1.075 million and he gets a 2.425 million signing bonus, the source said. As they have done often this offseason, the Buccaneers included two voidable gears on the contract. After serving an eight-game suspension last season for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy, Brown signed with the Buccaneers just before their week nine again week nine a game against the New Orleans Saints. While his contract with the Buccaneers was a far cry from his previous salaries, his base salary was $750,000 with incentives that pushed the deal to $2.5 million. New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley is on track to be ready for the start of the season, sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter as well. Barkley tore the anterior cruciate ligament, which is the ACL, in his right knee during a Week 2 loss at Chicago. He had surgery in late October, giving him almost 11 months to rehab and be available for the start of the 2021 season. The procedure included ACL reconstruction and meniscus repair. It was deemed a success at the time. Barkley told the AP Pro Football podcast in February that his surgically repaired knee was doing well, but he would not set a possible return date at that time. The Cincinnati Bengals will not pick up a fifth-year option on Center Billy Price's rookie, rookie deal. Price is now slated to become a free agent after this season. If the Bengals had picked up his option, Bryce Price was set to earn an estimated 2022 base salary of $10.4 million. that would have been fully guaranteed. Under terms of the 2020 collective bargaining agreement, the 2022 salaries for players selected in the first round of the 2018 draft become fully guaranteed at the time the options are exercised. In the past, the salary on the fifth-year option was guaranteed for injury only and didn't become fully guaranteed until the first day of the new league year. That'll do it for the FM88 Sports Report. I'm Jaden Taylor.
1: Thanks, Jaden. When we return on New Center 88, make love, not war. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88.
0: 2,000-string trimmer, cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later, hitting <laughs> your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool, any lawn tool.
1: And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric Association.
0: And finally, today on News Center 88, it looked suspiciously like something designed to give off a blast, but it turned out to be something specifically designed to give thrills. Police in the German city of Passau showed up when a jogger reported finding a bag with something that looked like a hand grenade inside. It is a likely possibility since the town is near Germany's borders with Austria and the Czech Republic, and old war munitions are often found in the area. But the bag contained something for making love, not war. It was a rubber sex toy shaped like a hand grenade. Police say they searched the internet and confirmed that, yes, there are such things.
1: And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Zane Townsend, David Atkins, Bradley Wells, Jaden Taylor, and the entire new Center 88 team. I'm Michaela Wheeler, and your thought of the day is most people are other people. Their thoughts are someone else's opinions, their lives, a mimicry, their patience, a quotation. Oscar Wilde.